Hey guys, this is the Carson Comic Talk Show, episode number 61, back here with another episode, and today I'm going to be talking about what I think about the top 100 players, but players that are ranked 73, I mean that are ranked 70th through 41. So yesterday's episode, yesterday we kicked off the second episode, they ranked players 70 all the way down to 41. And currently kicking off right now is the next episode, I think it's 41... Forty-one through ten or twelve. But yeah, guys, let me talk about what I think about the top one hundred NFL players, seventy through forty-one. And I'm going to be starting with seventy-three. I'm going to go. I'm going to be going over players seventy through sixty-one. So let's start with number seventy. Coming in was 49ers linebacker Fred Warner, guys. Uh, I do agree with Fred Warner being on this list at 70. Fred Warner had a very good, had a, a decent rookie year in 2018. And this most past and recent season, Fred Warner went off. He had 118 combined tackles. And I think he had only three sacks, but that doesn't give away from the fact that Fred Warner is a very young and dynamic, very good linebacker. In my opinion, he has a lot of upside and a lot of potential to be great. He's a very good young linebacker. I like Fred Warner. He's very good in the pass rush also. Nick Bosa obviously helps as a um, pass rusher. D. Ford helps as a pass rusher. D. Ford's a good linebacker also. DeForest Buckner, they gave up to the Colts. Yeah, they have good pass rushers. Fred Warner can also drop into coverage. He's a very good tackler. He has good awareness, knows where players are to make plays, and he's very athletic in his playmaking ability. He makes very good tackles, and he can drop into coverage and play the pass. And deflect passes. So I agree with Fred Warner being at number 70. On 69, Larry Fitzgerald. Future Hall of Famer, guys. And future first ballot Hall of Famer. One of the best receivers of all time. He has well over 15,000 receiving yards, guys. Okay, I do agree with Larry Fitzgerald being at 69. Okay, Larry Fitzgerald has been putting on a clinic almost every season, guys. And this man's is getting a little bit on the older side. A lot on the older side. And he's still been putting up nearly 1,000 yards receiving each year. I think this year he had around 900 receiving yards or 800-something receiving yards. But nevertheless, that's still really good for someone as his age to still play game in and game out, game in and game out, and to be that productive and to play game in and game out that good. Still has really good hands. The only thing he lacks as of recently is his speed. He regressed in his speed a little bit. But nevertheless, he's still quick and still still pretty fast. But man, he has not lost the hands and the route running. He's really good. Really good route running. Gets in and out of his breaks really well. His cutting ability is really good. He breaks some tackles too. I mean, he has very good footwork also. He's very light on his feet. And he has just really, really good hands. And I do agree with him being at 69. 68, Ryan Tannehill, Titans quarterback. Um, I personally think this is a little bit too low for Ryan Tannehill to be on this list. And here's why. Yes, Ryan Tannehill had the best year of his career uh, last year with the Titans in his nine-game stint, carrying them to go. He was at the helm at quarterback for them ever since week seven, since he took over from Marcus Mariota because they were two and four at the time. And then they, Tannehill was at the helm at quarterback for the Titans and carried them to a nine and seven record and uh, a spot in the AFC Championship as he, the Titans had to have. Uh, they had a very Tough schedule 
on the road against first at New England against the Patriots. He had to go. They had the Titans had to go in there and beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And then they have to travel to Baltimore and play a fourteen and two team in the first seed in the AFC. Baltimore Ravens. Bill. Um, John Harbaugh, and the reigning MVP, Lamar Jackson. And they won that game. And then they had to travel to Kansas City to play the Super Bowl champions last season. The Chiefs. And they play Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the NFL, and Andy Reid, one of the best coaches in the NFL. Yeah, that's a tough schedule. Three games on the road. In order, you had to, he, they had to win three games on the road in order to playing the Super Bowl, and they won two out of those three games and against two really tough teams also. So I congratulate him from that. But the reason I don't think he should be this low on the list is because, in my opinion, Ryan Tannehill was always an average quarterback and has always been an average quarterback his whole career. Ever since he's been on the Dolphins, he's been an average quarterback almost every year. Hasn't really carried his team to the playoffs, has gotten close a few times, Game in and game out, he's an average quarterback. He will make the throws you want him to make. Um, he's a decent quarterback. I think he's the definition of an average quarterback. I don't think he's a lot better than average. I think on the Titans last year, he showed signs of being a little bit better of an average quarterback, not your normal quarterback. Quarterback that can make more plays than an average quarterback can make. But I think he's been average his whole career. But um, And they gave him that big contract, of course. And carrying them to a nine and seven record, even though Derek Derrick Henry technically carried them, but um, yeah, I don't think he should be this low on the list, but that's fine. Sixty-seven, Demario Davis, Saints linebacker. Mario Davis, Saints linebacker, guys. Um, I do agree with this. I think Demario Davis had a really good year last year. He had four sacks. That's not the greatest, but he did have one hundred and eleven combined tackles. And he had a decent amount of tackles. I mean, Demario Davis is a very good linebacker and is a very big part and was a very big part of that. I wouldn't say elite. I would say a little bit better than average Saints defense last year with Cameron Jordan in the pass rush as well. But Demario Davis is, is I think he's going to progress. And as each year goes on, he's going to get better and better and better. I think he's really good. I think he, he has he's your, can do it all linebacker. I mean, he can drop in coverage and play the pass. He's a very good tackler. He has very good awareness. And he's also really good in the pass rush. Forces pressure upon quarterbacks. Makes them do stuff they don't want to do. Demario Davis is a very good player. And I do agree with him being at 67. 66, Laramie Tunsil. Texans offensive lineman. And Texans left tackle. Uh, he's a former Dolphin, I'm sure. Of Yeah, Laramie Tunsil is a great pass and run blocker. He's a great offensive lineman and an even better left tackle. He gives... Uh, I mean, whether or not you know this or not, Deshaun Watson is just probably very happy to have Laramie Tunsil blocking for him. I mean, whew, he's a machine. He's like a wall. He can't get through him. He doesn't let um, offensive, I mean, defensive linemen get past him. He always does a great job. I like his lateral movement. I like his footwork. And I also like his technique of his quickness to keep up with pass rushers and defensive linemen and just stay with them and keep his hands on them, keep getting touchy, keep blocking them. He's a very good left tackle. He's one of the best left tackles in the NFL. In my opinion, is definitely one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL. I do agree with Larry Tunsil being at 66. 65 is Tyler Lockett. Personally, Tyler Lockett is one of my favorite wide receivers in the NFL on the Seahawks. Yeah, Tyler Lockett is someone I look up to. 
um, something because I'm a football player too. Someone Tyler Lockett is someone I look up to and someone I like to, um, you know, base my craft around. He's a little guy. He's on the shorter side, but he's very dynamic. He's a very good route runner. He's really fast, blazing speed, and he also has really, really good hands and sticky hands, and he makes plays for you. And one thing that I realized from 2018 and end of last year, in 2019, when I was watching Seahawks football, is, um, the, yes, some of this ha- was Russell Wilson, but one thing I noticed is Tyler Lockett does a very good job of keeping his feet in bounds and making very good toe-tap catches to get his feet in bounds. Did that against the Vikings in 2018 on Monday Night Football. Dude's just a beast at just keeping his feet in bounds. And it's like, he has so much control in his feet. And has so much awareness to know where his feet are. And just to just get his feet in. To make the play valid. I mean, he has all the skill traits and skill sets you want out of your wide receiver. He has... Great hands. He has really good hands. Sticky hands. Makes very good contested catches through contact. He's also really fast on his routes. Uh, he's very diverse. He runs his routes really good. He's really quick with his feet. Very light on his feet. He has those traits. And he has he's, he has a little bit of muscle for, for someone a little bit undersized like him. I'm not saying he's that undersized. I'm saying he's not that tall. But yeah, he's very good in the slot. He can run routes in all three levels of the field. He can run routes, short routes. He can run uh, short and intermediate, uh, medium routes, and he can also run deep routes, and he's also a deep threat also. So he's someone that uh, Russell Wilson loves to have as a receiver, as long as DK, I mean, as well as DK Metcalf. So yeah, uh, Tyler Lockett, and he had over a thousand yards receiving this year, and DK Metcalf as a rookie had about nine hundred receiving yards. Tyler Lockett had over a thousand receiving yards this year. He led the league in receiving this year. Did Tyler Lockett? So yeah, I agree with Tyler Lockett being at sixty-five. Sixty-four is Harrison Smith. Viking safety. Uh, I do agree with this. Harrison Smith has been great his whole career. He's a very good safety. He has great ball skills, and he has very good awareness. And he's one of the better hitting, hard-hitting safeties in the NFL. Just like uh, yesterday I went over Buda Baker. I do know Buda Baker was, was only going into his fourth year this year and was only in his third year last year. But I thought Buda Baker, you know, had an escalant to his game. A cliché of something that other safeties really don't have, and that's his ability to smack dab and drill people and hit people really hard. He's one of Buda Baker's one of the hardest hitting safeties, and and Harrison Smith is a very very hard hitting safety too. Uh, but yeah, Harrison Smith has has all the traits you want in in your safety. Very good awareness, knows where the ball is in the air, tracks the ball, never turns his hip, never turns his back to the quarterback. Always reads quarterbacks really well. He helps. His corners that are in need of help, like, say, for instance, if, if Xavier, like last year, say, for instance, if Xavier, if Xavier Rhodes needed help, um, he would help. So he picks up, he has very good awareness, he reads offenses well, reads quarterbacks well, reads wide receivers' routes well, knows what they're going to run. And Harrison Smith is a great player, he's a very hard hitter, he's a very good tackler, I think he's a really good safety uh, yeah, he's very good safety. I do agree with him being 64. 63, Preston Smith, Packers. He's a very good outside linebacker. I think he's very good at dropping into coverage and making a play in the flat and making a play against the pass. And I also think he has very good awareness to make very good tackles. And I also think he forces a lot of pressure on quarterbacks um, by pass rushing. He's a very good pass rusher as well. 
Uh, yeah, Preston Smith is a great outside linebacker. I think he's a really good overall linebacker. And I think 63 is a good spot for him on this list. Uh, we have another Packer at 62, David Bakhtiari. This time it's an offensive lineman. It's David Bakhtiari. I think he's an offensive tackle. He's a very good tackle. He's one of the best tackles, offensive tackles in the NFL overall. He's a very good offensive lineman overall. Yeah, he gives Rodgers a lot of time in the pocket. He doesn't let anyone pass him. He has a very, very good footwork and very good. And he controls the speed, too. He has enough speed to hold his own and block people really well. He's a big guy. He's really strong. He's definitely one of the best offensive linemen in the league overall. And he's one of the best offensive tackles in the league. He's a very good player. And he's very good for the Packers. So I do agree with him being at 62. 61 is one of my favorite wide receivers in the league. He's my favorite slot receiver in the league. One of my favorite slot receivers in the league. Um, at 61, we have Jarvis Landry, Browns wide receiver. Now, Jarvis Landry had by far... I think he had by far the best year of his career last year. Um, he led the Browns in receiving last year, even with Odo Beckham right beside him, because Jarvis Landry had 1,000, he had over 1,100 receiving yards, and Odo had, I think, 1,038, 39 receiving yards. So yeah, Jarvis Landry went for over 1,000 receiving, 1,000, well, he went for over 1,100 receiving yards and led Browns in receiving. And I think he led the Browns in receptions as well. Um, but yeah, second was obviously Odell Beckham. He went for over a thousand yards. I think he had less receptions though than Jarvis Landry. Yeah, Jarvis Landry is your perfect wide receiver. He's a very good slot receiver, and I think he plays more of the slot receiver position now that Odell Beckham has been there the past year. Odell Beckham obviously plays outside because Odell, Odell Beckham still has very good speed and unfreaking believable hands. But Jarvis Landry is, in my opinion, the best slot receiver in the NFL. Not of all time. I think he's the best slot receiver in the league. As of right now, he has very good footwork, and he runs very good routes. He's very quick on his routes. He's very shifty on his routes. He's elusive. He knows where he's going. He's a very hard, hard. He plays very hard. Um, he plays his heart out. I mean, he's a very good slot receiver. And what you need as a slot receiver, because I played the slot receiver position before, what you need is quickness on your routes, and you need to be very dynamic. You need to have very good, quick, and crispy routes and you need to have very good sticky hands to catch the ball because you need to catch the ball if you're a slot receiver because the linebackers are coming in, closing in on you and about to crack you. And that's another thing that's tough about playing slot receiver is you're going to get cracked by linebackers in the flat. I mean, it's just that. Unless you have Tyreek Hill speed, you can't get out there in time. But, I mean, yeah. Jarvis Landry, in my opinion, is the best receiver in the NFL. He has really good hands. He's really fast. He's very good working in the slot, and he's a very good deep threat as well. And has burning speed and blazing speed. And he's very good quick, and he's very quick. And he's very good route running, very good hands. So I do agree with him being at 61. And that wraps up players 70 through 61. Now we're going to start with players 60 through 51. So at number 60 is Logan Ryan, Titans corner. In a defense where there are other good corners like Adoree Jackson and Kenny Vaccaro. Well, Kenny Vaccaro plays safety also. And Kevin Byard's a really good safety. So they have a good secondary. But, uh, yeah, Logan Ryan, I think, is the team's best corner. He's a very good corner. He's definitely a top ten corner in the NFL. Definitely not a top five. got to think of, obviously, one, in my opinion, Stephon Gilmore, two, Jalen Ramsey, three, Tredavious White, four, Marshawn Lattimore, um, five's up for grabs. I mean, it could be Richard Sherman, it could be Marcus Peters, it could be Kevin Byard. 
I mean, not Kevin Byard. It could be Logan Ryan. Be all these different guys. But yeah, I think four the top four that I just named is solidified. But yeah, back to Logan Ryan. He's definitely top ten corner in the NFL. Uh, he's one of my favorite corners in the NFL. I love me some Logan Ryan. He's a very, very good corner. I think he's kind of underrated just in the sense that people don't really like the Titans until this season when they went 9-7. People thought they were a bad team until they saw, uh, until Ryan Tannehill came in and changed all that. And Derrick Henry changed all that too and carried their team too. Especially throughout the playoffs, he had over 100 rushing yards in both away games that the Titans won in New England and Baltimore against the Patriots and Ravens. But yeah, Logan Ryan's a very good corner. He has good ball skills. He's a ball hawk. Solidified, really good corner. He's really good. Um, makes really good plays on the ball, deflecting the ball. And he has very good press coverage. He jams a lot within five yards, which is only legal. That's the only way you can do it that's legal. Yeah, Logan Ryan's a very good corner. I like him a lot. I do agree with him being at 60. 59 is Odell Beckham, one of my favorite receivers for the Browns. Now, Odell Beckham... When I noticed something about Odo Beckham, Odo Beckham, you might not see it statistically. You will see it statistically also. That's not him bring up a very good point. You will see it. You saw it statistically and you saw it in his play on the field last year. Odo Beckham struggled last year. Let's just say that. Let's start with statistically before we go on what he did on the field next. Odo Beckham had still had what for over 1,000 receiving yards, but he had 1,035 and... Let me go into what I'm trying to say here. I'm trying to say that he didn't have nearly as much as he had previous years in his career that he had with the New York Giants as he had well over 1,000 and maybe 300, 200, 500, 400, 500 receiving yards. Yeah, his his stats dropped a little bit this year with going just barely over 1,000 receiving yards with, with 1,039, 38, or 35 because he wasn't the only really good receiver on the team. As he was on the Giants, they have Jar- the Browns have Jarvis Landry too, so Odo Beckham is not the only receiver and go-to receiver that the Browns have, like he was on the Giants. That's why Odo Beckham went for well over a thousand receiving yards when he was on the Giants, and and um, basically uh, all five years of his career. That's because, except for one, the, the year 2017 when he got injured, but. Yeah, Odo Beckham went for over, well for over 1,000 receiving yards and had really good stats for about four years, per se, with the Giants, only because he was a number one solidified target, only really good go-to receiver, and he was one of the best receivers in the NFL. He was a playmaker, and the Giants didn't really have um, a really good second target at receiver. You know, you can, you can argue for Sterling Shepard, 2017 and 2018 with Odo Beckham, but Sterling Shepard... Yes, you can argue Sterling Shepard, but Sterling Shepard was better with at being a number two receiver. Not this most recent season when Sterling Shepard was the number one receiver for the Giants because Odell went to the Browns. Sterling Shepard is a better number two receiver, and in my opinion, he's a better slot receiver. I think he does more damage in the slot. But his very explosive receiver is Sterling Shepard, but I think Sterling Shepard's not even close to, on, to being as good as Odell and being on Odell's level. But yes, you guys get my point. Odell Beckham's stats dropped this year because he wasn't getting all the targets. Some of them were going to Jarvis Landry, who led the team in receiving yards did Landry. So yeah, stats were a little bit low, and I th- think he struggled. And that's what my statistically thinking, that's the part that I talked about statistically. Now we're going to talk about what he did on the field last year. So I'm going to point out one game in a splashy for you. It was a Monday night football game last year, Browns, 49ers. Um... 
Uh, 49ers defense destroyed Baker Mayfield in the game. Nick Bosa was all in Baker Mayfield's face. Um, yeah, Odell Beckham had one one play in particular. In particular, Odell Beckham, uh, the ball was a little high. I would say he make he definitely makes this catch. He would have made this catch on the Giants with Daniel Jones if he was on the team last year. But he made this catch with Eli Manning before. He made a three-handed catch against the Cowboys that Sunday night game. One of the best catches I've seen my whole life. That three-fingered, one-handed grab. It was unbelievable. But there was one route that he ran. Really good route. I think it was a corner route. He got the, I think he got Sherman on this. By, um, by the way, that was a good matchup in that game. Odo Beckham um, v. Sherman. That was a really good matchup. My receiver in DB. But, uh, yeah, two very good players. But, yeah, he got, I think he got Sherman, or he might have got, um, I think, 23, Mikel Witherspoon. My bad. It might have been Akello Witherspoon, guys, 23 on the 49ers at TV. Or it was Richard Sherman, one of them. Yeah, so Odo got either one of them on the corner route or the little deep out route. Baker threw this little high... Mind you, did have Nick Bosa in his face, DeForest Buckner's face, Drake Greenlaw on his face, probably even Fred Warner's face, maybe even D Ford in his face. Um, yeah, he had a lot of defenders in his face, just per se. And to, to even get this ball, he had pretty good. I, I would say he had kind of good protection, a little bit. But he got this ball off, and it was high. Baker threw it a little bit high, but Odell makes this grab about 99, nine times out of ten. Odell Beckham would make this grab, but he dropped it. It was a two-hander. Right? He just couldn't protect it and just catch it, just grab it in his hands and just slipped out of his hands and dropped. That was a play that I know Odo Beckham will catch 9.9 times out of 10. That was one, that drop right there showed me. I was watching the game live and I was like, wow, Odo Beckham makes, makes that catch 9.9 times out of 10. For him to drop that, I know something's up and I know him and Baker don't have um, 100% chemistry down yet. But just from that play, he noticing that drop, and he dropped others. That's not the only play. He dropped a, a decent amount of other balls, and he just struggled last year with making the catches. I know he's be, I know that he's definitely capable of making nine times out of ten, and he's definitely definitely capable of making overall. But yeah, I do agree with Odo being at fifty nine. But I think the rating he's gonna be a little bit lower. I think he's way better at fifty nine next year. Uh, fifty eight. Kirk Cousins, quarterback for the Vikings. Kirk Cousins had a standout, best year of his career last year. I think he had a career high in passing yards, uh, maybe even passing touchdowns. Oh, part of my language, I might, but he did not have his career high in, in passing yards and passing touchdowns last year. He had his career high either in 2018 or 2017 or 2016 when he had around the 400, 4,000 passing yards um, in that area. And I think he had 30 passing touchdowns in 2018 in the Vikings. So, yeah, did not have any, have any career highs. But he had his best season overall in terms of winning games. I think Kirk Cousins had an unbelievable year in terms of winning games. I like, I did like Stevin. I did like Kevin Stefanski, who is now that uh, prime head coach and fully head coach for of the Cleveland Browns. But Kevin Stefanski last year was the offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, and I like how he helped Kirk Cousins call the right plays um, to you know mold around Kirk Cousins abilities and what he can do as a quarterback and you know the plays were based around what Kirk Cousins does as a quarterback and of course Kirk Cousins that was going to work well with Kirk Cousins because he has he had unbelievable receivers he had Diggs and he had Thielen last year he doesn't have Diggs anymore Diggs is on the bills now but he did have Diggs last year but um 
Yeah, Kirk Cousins, I really like him. He had a very good year last year in terms of winning games. Statistically, he had an average year for for his compared to his statistics oh, oh, based on over his whole career. He had an average year. Uh, nothing flashy. He had about uh, around 3,000 and some passing yards. Had around 30 passing touchdowns. I think he had a little bit over 25. He had 26 passing touchdowns. Uh, yeah, Kirk Cousins had a good year in terms of what I saw from him. Winning bigger games, and there, there's a meme where he doesn't win Monday night games. I think he won a Monday night game this year. Uh, he might have. He might have. Did he win that one? I, I think he won that one against, nah, I think the Seahawks beat the Vikings in that one. Or he might have, but. Yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins, I love him. He's an, I, I used to think Kirk Cousins was an average quarterback on the Redskins. Now I think he's a good quarterback. I think you just need the right coaches to be around him. and I, I thought he needed to be in that right system. The Vikings and Kevin Stefanski really helped him. And, yeah, I do agree with Kirk Cousins. He progressed a lot over the past two years, especially last year. And I think he's coming into his own right now. I do agree with him being at 58. 57. Devontae Adams. I'm just gonna say this. You might got, you guys might think it's funny. I'm gonna say the only reliable receiver on the Packers. <laughs> You've heard me you guys have heard me go over this over a thousand times. Just taking a little sip of that Gatorade quick. Back to this. Yeah, Devontae Adams is one of my favorite receivers in the league. In my opinion, Devontae Adams is Alright, let's start this debate. One, my opinion, Michael Thomas. Two, Julio Jones. Three, DeAndre Hopkins. Four, you gotta go Tyreek Hill. Five, probably Devontae Adams. So I think Devontae Adams is a little bit worse than Reek, only because Tyreek Hill is just the fastest player in the NFL, and he has really good hands for his side. But I think people are underrating Tyreek Hill's hands and what else he can do besides other than being the fastest player in the NFL and what he's really known for. But back to Devontae Adams. Yeah, Devontae Adams definitely has route running on Tyreek Hill. And Devontae Adams definitely has a better route run than every receiver that everyone in the league as of right now. Devontae Adams, in my opinion, has the best route running in the NFL. And I think that's his special ability. That's the best part of his game is route running. He loses defenders, especially in that divisional game last year. Uh, of course, Seahawks beat the Eagles. And the Seahawks Packers. And Devontae Adams lost Trey Flowers. I mean, Quandre Diggs couldn't even help. I mean, Devontae Adams was just wide open, blatantly wide open, and just gone by that. I mean, his double moves, his cutting ability, his route running is just a sight to see. I love watching it every year when, when the Packers are on. I just love watching Devontae Adams, one of my favorite receivers in the league. He's really good. He also has a set of really good hands, and he's pretty quick and fast to go along. He's really good route running. So, yeah, Devontae Adams is a beast. He had... Damn near a thousand receiving yards last year. He had right on the dot nine hundred ninety-seven receiving yards. A really good year for Devontae Adams, even though he didn't go for over a thousand receiving yards, but still a productive year for Devontae Adams. And yeah, he in a year where Aaron Rodgers only had Devontae Adams to rely on because Geronimo Allison was in and out of the lineup. Um, well, he's now in the lines. In and out of the lineup was Alan Lazard. Valdez Scantling was in and out of the lineup. So they didn't really have very productive receivers. They didn't have a wide receiver besides Devontae Adams that went for over even 500 receiving yards. Not even tight end Jeremy Graham went for over 500 receiving yards. 
Devontae Adams was the only receiver, wide receiver on the team to go forward, five point receiver, and he had 997, right out of the bubble of 1,000 receiving yards. But Devontae Adams is a beast. I love him, and I do agree with him at being 57. On to 56, DeForest Buckner. He played with the 49ers last year. I did watch him a lot. Um, he's on the Colts now. The, the 49ers shipped him to the Colts. And yeah, he, DeForest Buckner is a very good defensive tackle. Um, he's definitely top 20 defensive tackle in the NFL, maybe in around that 15 and 20 area, probably more, more around 20, 20. But yeah, DeForest Buckner is a really good player, and he was definitely a big part of that 49ers dominant pass rush last year with DeForest Buckner at defensive tackle. Um, Nick Bosa at defensive end, Drake Greenlaw coming in on the, you know, the edge, um, Fred Warner at linebacker. D. Ford, a linebacker, all were good pass rushers. And the linebackers, D. Ford, Fred Warner, were very good in dropping into coverage and playing against the pass, playing well against the pass. And then you had the actual uh, pass rushers on the defensive line. You had DeForest Buckner, defensive tackle, on one side, Nick Bosa at the end. I mean, that's a lot of pressure to go against if you're a quarterback. I mean, wow. That pass rush was unbelievable last year. But DeForest Buckner was a huge part of why the 49ers defense was solidified and really good last year. Eventually, especially the defensive line with all the talent I just mentioned, D. Ford, Fred Warner. They had DeForest Buckner, Nick Bosa. A lot of talent there on the, on the defensive line. And DeForest Buckner was a big part of that. And I think DeForest Buckner is really good, and I do agree with him being at 56. But now DeForest Buckner is on the Colts. 55 is Zach Martin of the Cowboys. Another offensive lineman on the, for the Cowboys on this list. Tyrone Smith was on this list. I do think Zach Martin is a very good offensive lineman. Definitely one of the best offensive linemen in the league. Um, but he's an even better offensive guard. He's a really good blocker. He, again, he doesn't have all that much size, like frame. I'm speaking like people that are tall. He doesn't have that much height. But he does have packing on, being really strong, very physical guy, has very good lateral movement, very good quick quickness to his feet, very light. I wouldn't say he's light on his feet. I'd say he has a decent amount of quickness for an offensive lineman that's big like that. He's a very strong guy, holds his own in a line where now that Travis Frederick, the all-pro safe, uh, all-pro center, is gone and retired, that means Tyrone Smith and Zach Martin are going to have to step up and be key for this offensive line to protect Dak next year for the Cowboys. Yeah, Zach Martin is a re really good offensive lineman, an even better offensive guard, and I do agree with him being at 55. 54 is Stephon Diggs, who is now a Bill on the Bills, who's now a Buffalo Bill. He's on the Bills now. He's a former Viking. Stephon Diggs, I think, has been on the Vikings for... Seven seasons, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. About seven seasons. Yeah, Stephon Diggs has been a beast his whole career. He's been showing out, improving, and been showing out, improving. He's a dominant number one receiver at around the year 2014. Um, with, Teddy, with, with Teddy Bridgewater, if I'm pretty sure. But yeah, Stephon Diggs is a really good wide receiver, definitely number one wide receiver in this league, and is definitely going to be a huge factor for this trio of really good wide receivers and a really good trio 
for the receiving court for the Bills was Stephon Diggs, who was a do-it-all receiver. Deep threat. Big play receiver. Has really good hands. Can make those catches you want him to make. Can make difficult catches. He has really good hands. Shows out. Great player. Great footwork. He's great quickness. He's quick. Great speed. He's really fast. And he's really good route running. Does Stephon Diggs. And then you have John Brown on the other side, outside. Who's, they call him Smoke for a reason, guys. Don't think they don't call John Brown Smoke for no reason. They call this guy Smoke because he's fast as hell. John Brown is a demon, bro, on the field, bro. He's so fast. Like, John Brown is not reek speed. He's not Tyreek kill speed, but he's pretty close to it. John Brown also has um, a cliche of really good route running and very really good footwork. And he also has a cliche of really good hands to go along with that. And then they have... A perfect little slot receiver and one of my favorite slot receivers in the NFL. In the NFL, and as you guys know, I, I you probably know I play football for high school, and I like to. I'm a slot receiver, and I, I base my game off of these guys. He's one of the guys I base my game off. They also have slot receiver um, Cole Beasley to go with deep threats. Stephon Diggs on the outside, and on the other side, John Brown. Yeah, he's a perfect slot receiver. He's quick. He's a little guy. He's like Wes Welker, Julian Elman, Danny Amendola. He's those type of guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Cole Beasley's a do-it-all slot receiver. Really good hands to go along being that small, little feisty, but strong, quick guy in the slot. Runs crisp routes, quick routes. So, yeah, they have, very, they have a very good trio of, of receivers. And Kevin Knox, young tight end, former rookie, going into his second year for the Bills. Um, I mean, Dawson Knox, part of my language. Dawson Knox former rookie going into his second year the bills yeah so he's really good is the fight Diggs is really good he has really good hands he's quick fast as a deep threat burns defenders and has really good route running also and he has good awareness to get his feet in bounds i think he's overall really good receiver is gonna keep taking the league by storm this year on the bills agree with him i agree with him being at 54 53 marcus peters for the ravens marcus peters was a good corner on, on the Chiefs, he was a good, really good corner on the Rams, 2018. He was a really good corner last year for the Ravens um, with Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, that, that, that um, tag team of duos, that tag team of corners, part of my language, with Marlon Humphrey, who, of course, is definitely one of the best corners in the NFL, made the Pro Bowl last year, and Marcus Peters. Uh, yeah, that, that's a dominant duo corners well yeah back to Marcus Peters he's really good I love his game he has very good awareness has a good feel a knack for the football and to know where his receivers are at, at all times has good coverage sometimes has a little bit too f and he's very physical which I like sometimes he's a little bit too physical he gets stalls a lot of flags gets a lot of pass interferences and he doesn't like when it happens um, I remember when he was on the Chiefs, they, he got called for pass interference. It might have been on Crabtree or something. Amari Cooper took the flag and threw it in the stands. And he, I think he did it, or he might have done it on the Rams. I'm not sure. But, yeah, he gets a lot of pass interferences. That's one thing and one knack I have on him that that really, really does, makes him not an elite corner. But his skills on the field, yeah, he's really good ball hawk corner. I wouldn't say he's on an island like Darrell Revis, that type of ball hawk corner, but I would say he's a very good solid corner, very good corner. Um, his knack for the football is a good open field tackler, makes those plays. He's a very good corner overall. I do agree with him at being 53. 52, Chris Jones. 
Chris Jones is a very good defensive end for the Chiefs. More to my language again, guys. Chris Jones is a very good defensive tackle for the Chiefs. My God, I keep thinking he's a defensive end. I don't know why. But he's a very good defensive tackle for the Chiefs. Very good pass rusher. He's a big guy. He's really strong. Um, he makes very good tackles. Very good open field tackle. Forces a lot of pressure upon uh, quarterbacks and running backs. He's a very good player. And he's a huge part of that Chiefs defense. Not just on the defensive line, but the overall Chiefs defense, plus the secondary and linebackers. Um, and as is Frank Clark and, Ty- and Tyron Matthew. Claiborne was alright last year. But yeah, Chris Jones is definitely by far the best player on the defense. Uh, he's a very good pass rusher. He has very good IQ, knows what he's doing. Big guy, gets past any offensive lineman, tackle, or guard. Great player, I love him. Definitely good at 52. He should be there. 51, Todd Gurley. I don't agree with Todd Gurley being higher than Chris Jones, but that's fine. But, um, yeah, Todd Gurley had a little bit of a drop-off last year. But he still put up really good stats for being injury-pone and in and out of the lineup last year. Um, yeah, Todd Gurley bought out last year, like I mentioned, for being in and out of the lineup because of injuries. I think Todd Gurley had a... I think he had a solid year last year. He had a pretty good year for injuries. But, yeah, he's a great player overall. He's on the Falcons right now. Um, he's a big guy. He's a big, bulky running back. He's a very hard runner, and he's quicker and faster than you think. You would be surprised about how fast you see him if you play him in person, if, if you're in the NFL. Runs very hard. Breaks slot tackles. He's a great running back. I think he's going to benefit. And the fact... Okay, it's a, it's a win-win. Todd Gurley, the Falcons getting Todd Gurley, and for Todd Gurley to be on the Falcons. Let's start with why it's a win for the Falcons getting Todd Gurley. It's a win for the Falcons getting Todd Gurley because, you know, the Falcons haven't really had a solidified, very good running game for two years um, in 2018 and 2019. And it was a big reason why they went 7-9 is he had to help them in the running game as well. As they have a passing game with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Um, yeah. With, yeah, because Devontae Freeman was in and out of the lineup with injuries. Um, they don't have Tevin Coleman anymore. But he, yeah, he's on the 49ers. But, yeah, Devontae Freeman was in and out of the lineup with injuries. So they didn't really have a, a really good running back that was in the game the whole time. But now they got Todd Gurley, who did pass his physical. So he's going to be healthy and ready to suit up and go this season for Dan Quinn and the Atlanta Falcons. Sorry, part of my language on that. Yeah, Dan Quinn and the Atlanta Falcons are really happy and glad to have uh, a healthy Todd Gurley because when he's healthy, different type of animal, dude. Very good player. I do agree with Todd Gurley being at 51. Definitely one healthy, one of the best running backs in the NFL. Now on to the final set, third round of players. And we talk about players 50 through 41. To start with 50. Darius Leonard for the Colts. Linebacker. Yeah, Darius Leonard usually plays... He can play weak inside middle linebacker. Um, but he, he, I think he's listed as an outside linebacker. But yeah, Darius, Darius Leonard, nevertheless, whether he plays as an outside linebacker on the edge or weak inside linebacker, uh, more in the middle, in the interior... interior He's still a great linebacker overall and still makes very good plays. He's very good awareness, and he's huge, 
huge. I'm talking huge. He won Defensive Player of the Year in 2018, his rookie year. He's a great player. No, I mean, he won Defensive Rookie of the Year. My bad. If he won Defensive Rookie of the Year, not Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, yeah, Aaron Don won it. He won Defensive Player of the Year in 2018. Yeah, Darius Leonard's a great player. He's a great tackler, tackler, and he's a very good player to have in the Colts defense. I agree with him being at 50. 49, Amari Cooper. Well, back to 50. Darius Leonard, he did struggle a little bit last year, but still fine. Still really good. 49ers, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, in my opinion, is really good. He has really good hands, really good route running. has unbelievable route running. Um, if you ask me, I think he's in a better system. Statistically, I think he does better. Um... You might think he would do better statistically with the Raiders, only because he didn't have as good as a wide receiver as he has in the Cowboys. The Raiders, it was just him. Um, maybe Cordell Patterson for some time. But, um, yeah, it was really just Amari Cooper. But on the Cowboys, Amari Cooper has, alongside of Michael Gallup, who went for over 1,000 receiving yards. Uh, they lost Tavon Austin, but now he has CeeDee Lamb, too. So, yeah, he has a lot of solid receivers next to him and good receivers next to him. He's a good receiver. He's one of the best, def definitely top 10 receiver in the NFL is Mari Cooper. He had a little bit of dropping issues, not as much as Randall Cobb did for the, who's on the Texans now, not as much as Randall Cobb did for the Cowboys, but, yeah. Mari Cooper's still really good. I agree with him being at 49. 48, Zadarius Smith, middle linebacker. Zadarius Smith is a great player. Darius Smith is an outside linebacker. Um, Preston Smith is also a good linebacker for the Packers. Darius Smith is a very good overall linebacker and an even better outside linebacker. They like him out on the edge as an outside linebacker, like like what the Bears do with Khalil Mack, because he's very good as a pass rusher. You know, blitzing in and and just driving in and coming in on the edge as a pass rusher. He's very dangerous as an outside linebacker and as a player overall, as a linebacker overall, and as a defense, just a defensive forceful player overall he's a great outside linebacker and a great overall linebacker i think he has really good awareness um he doesn't drop into coverage all that much unless the back comes out swings out and does a route because then he has to cover the uh, the back that comes out comes on the route on his strong side in a one-on-one -on -one coverage he has to pick up the flat in that situation too but it's only on his side his strong side that's what they call it but yeah, he doesn't pick up into coverage as much as like a middle linebacker would do. But nevertheless, he's still a beast. He still had 13 and a half sacks last year, 13 or 14. I think it was 13 and a half. Great player, great linebacker. I do agree with him being at number 48. On to 47, Tredavious White. Outstanding corner last year. By far, best year of his career. Tredavious White is an unbelievable corner. In my opinion, Tredavious White, as of, listen, guys, don't go and, don't go, go be talking to me like, duh, 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 duh. no, today I'm talking about as of in this moment, as of right now, Tredavious, Tredavious White is the third best quarter in the NFL. Number one is obviously, in my opinion, Stephon Gilmore, two Jalen Ramsey, three, I'd probably put Tredavious White right now. Just because of the season he had last year, 
What a season Travis White had last year. Very good corner. He has very good ball hawk skills. Very good ball skills. Um, he's also very athletic. He's a very good corner. Can make those plays for you. Very good one-on-one -on -one coverage corner. I like him at 47. 46, Dak Prescott. Uh, I don't agree with this. I don't think Dak... Okay. Enough of my bias shit. I do agree with him being on this list. I do think Dak Prescott would be on this list in the top 100. I don't agree with Dak Prescott being 45. Uh, 46. I don't agree with Dak Prescott being 46. I think Wentz should be on this list. Okay, Dak had better years statistically last year, but Wentz, who carries team to the playoffs? That's right, Carson Wentz did. So take that, put that on notes. Carson Wentz carries team to the playoffs last year with the receiver. A wide receiver, keyword wide receiver that didn't go for over 500 goddamn receiving yards. And the closest one was Ashton Jeffrey at 450 or 490. Zach Ertz, keyword, Zach Ertz is a tight end, led us some receiving yards. I said there's no wide receiver on the Eagles that had 500 receiving yards. But tight ends did. Both Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard were 1 and 2. Um, leading the Eagles in receiving yards, I think. I think Zach Ertz was definitely number one, led us in receiving yards last year, about 900-some, or eight high 800s, and Dallas Goddard had 600-something. So, I don't think Dak should be this low on the list. I think he should be definitely on this list. I don't think he should be that low. I think Dak had his career high statistically, statistically this year. But yeah, I don't think Dak should be this 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 uh, low on the list. But uh, I'll I'll agree with it. Agree with him. Forty five, JJ Watts. Okay, I do agree with JJ Watt being on this list. You again, everyone gives me uh, criticism for saying me talk about how good JJ Watt is and how good he still is. People think TJ Watt. People think J.J. Watt's done. He's not good anymore. He's washed up, and T.J. Watt is the new star. He's the new new beast in the Watt family. Okay. T.J. Watt is a monster. Do not get me wrong. T.J. Watt, as an outside linebacker, is a fortified, uh, whatever you want to call it, solidified monster. He can do everything you ask him. As an outside linebacker, this this dude has the size of his brother as a defensive end. JJ Watt and TJ Watt is a very good pass rusher. He can also pick up in the coverage. If the time comes. He's also a very good tackler and wraps people up well. But back to JJ Watt. JJ Watt has had injury. He injuries derailing his whole career. That's the only thing that stands in his way. I do think he'll have a shot at the Hall of Fame, maybe not first ballot, but I think he's really good. Um, JJ Watt's really good. I still has a lot um, of playing left in him. I think he had a solid year last year, even though dealing with injuries, but I'll agree with him being at 45. 44, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. Okay. Mark Ingram had a good year last year, but he wasn't. He, I don't think he led the team in rushing last year because the reigning MVP did as a quarterback, Lamar Jackson. But Mark Ingram did have, because Lamar Jackson had, I think, 1,200, maybe 1,206 rushing yards. And he beat Michael Vick's uh, single-season rushing yard by quarterback well over 
he beat it week 14 and still had more rushing yards. But, um, yeah, um, I think Lamar even beat it with 1,100-something. He had about another 100 rushing yards throughout the three, the last three weeks of this, um, uh, for the last two weeks of the season. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, man. But, yeah, back to Mark Ingram. He's a very good power back, was really good at Alabama. Um, does display a tiny bit of cutability and a little bit of speed. I wouldn't say too much speed. He doesn't have all that much speed, but um, he's still a very good player. Still had over a thousand rushing yards. Between the trio of Lamar Jackson, with, between the trio last year of Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, and Gus Edwards, um, had to at least combine with at least two thousand and five hundred rushing yards between the three. And now you add in J.K. Dobbins. Oh my God! Now you have okay. Well, they put Gus Edwards on the tender. I think he signed maybe a one-year tender. I think that was today. But now you have Lamar Jackson, and what he does as a rusher, and as a pass, but we're talking about the rushing game here. Lamar Jackson as a rusher, and what he's very uh, enshrined to doing. Mark Ingram, also. And now you have Gus Edwards, and now you have J.K. Dobbins. Woo! A rushing game is very elite, but I do agree with Mark Ingram being at a 44. 43 is Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. I'll agree with Jimmy Garoppolo being at 43. He had a very good year last year. Jimmy G had uh, over 3,000 passing yards. Uh, I think at 3,978, he had almost 4,000 passing yards. He had a great year. Oh, uh, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo had a great year last year, throwing for well over 3,000 passing yards. Had a great year with uh, first year, well, third year head coach Kyle Shanahan. Or second year head coach Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, him and Jimmy Garoppolo have a good bond together. They very well like each other. Good quarterback and QB. I mean, good coach and quarterback duo. Both bond together. And, of course, Kyle Shanahan is the son of Mike Shanahan, Hall of Fame. My opinion is going to be Hall of Fame head coach. But, yeah, I do think Jimmy Garoppolo had a very good year last year. And, yes, he did get... A lot of help from his defense with Dre Greenlaw, DeForest Buckner, who's now in the Colts, but they had Dre Greenlaw, DeForest Buckner, Fred Warner, D. Ford, and Nick Bosa. So they did have a lot of help with the defense, as well as in the second half, Richard Sherman, Akella Witherspoon. Um, yeah. So they were very, Jimmy G very much as well had a lot of help with the defense. He also did have some pieces around him. Debo Samuel at wide receiver. Raheem Mostert at running back. Matt Brady at running back. Matt Brady is on the Dolphins now. Raheem Mostert just restructured the contract. 49ers. Um, he also had Marquise Goodwin, who's now an eagle. And they and the 49ers also had um, Kendrick Bowen and Dante Pettis. But Jimmy G, I think he's kind of underrated. I don't think he's even near Dak or Wentz. We'll think he's better than Wentz, Dak, and Goff. I think he had a better year than Goff last year. And and Wentz and Car and Ak Prescott in terms of winning, but I don't think he's better as of right now. But um Yeah. Jimmy G had a very good season. And I do agree with Jimmy Garoppolo being at number forty three. On to Alvin Kamara. Yeah, on to Alvin Kamara at 42. Down to the last two players, 42 and 41. Alvin Kamara at 42. Now, last year, okay, 
put it this way, Alvin Kamara had a little bit of drop-off statistically and production on the field this year, as well as last year, as I think he had around 800 bus yards this year, I think he exactly was 797, but last year he had 800 and... 83 rushing yards, if I'm correct. So, yeah, the production, in terms of statistically, went down a little bit. But he still shows a cliche, and he still shows a very mastered skill set of being a hard runner, very talented runner, fights for extra yards, doesn't go down after one blow, Very uh, has a very good skill set of being muscular, ripped, very strong, has all the assets and abilities and skill sets you want in your running back to be really good, but the production only went down, in my opinion, because he had more um, carries because Mark Ingram wasn't there anymore. But, yeah, I do agree with him being at 42. Final player in this list, 41. We will top the day off with Jadavian Clowney. Jadavian Clowney. Um... Okay, I agree. Okay, I can understand why they put Jadavian Clowney on this list. Not because they feel bad. But, um, yeah, Jadavian Clowney is a very, very talented pass rusher. That boy is a very good defensive end. I'm talking top-tier defensive end. A little bit worse than J.J. Watt. A little bit better than Tyrone Crawford. So... A little bit better than at a lot better than average. A little bit worse than great. Really good, really good pass rusher. Um, a really good player overall. With I liked his stint that he had in 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, and part of last year with the Houston Texans for about about five, six years for the Texans. And um, uh, yeah, he was he. He was good for the Seahawks as well for a little bit last year in 2019. But, yeah, he's a very good, talented pass rusher. I love him. I do agree with being on this list at 41. And that would pretty much wrap it up, guys. I just wanted to go over a little bit some more news as breaking news. Joey Bosa, guys, agreed on a five-year, $135 million extension. He has $102 million agreed. I definitely agree with the Chargers giving that him that extension. He's a great young player. So is his brother, Nick Bosa. His brother, Nick, a little bit younger. But Joey Bosa has been proven to be a very good um, defensive end and very good pass rusher. I love him, and I, he definitely deserves that. And players that opt out, opted out of the season. Um, let's, okay, let's start with players who are on the, the uh, reserve and, and did not report list. This, Vic Beasley... It was absent from the Titans camp. Now let's talk about players who opted out. Devin Funches opted out, guys. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Marquise Goodwin opted out. Eddie Goldman opted out. Brandon Bolden opted out. Dante Hightower opted out. Uh, I think the Panthers kicker opted out. Um, Michael Pierce opted out, defensive end for the Vikings. Um, um, 
Yeah, a lot of players opted out. And Lincoln Riley got a contract from Oklahoma. And yeah, that's guys pretty much it. Didn't want to talk about every single news that happened. But, um... And Davin Cook returned to camp. Yeah, guys. That's really pretty much it. I'll catch you guys later. Yeah.